Digital Marketer. Hello, just wanted to pop in to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy December 25th, whatever this day means to you. I hope it's wonderful. And we wanted to share one of our favorite episodes from The Vault. Here it is. Well, John, yeah, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you. It's good to have you here in Austin. Thank you very much. So in the process of, you know, creating videos and that translating into, you know, building up your copywriting, can you kind of take us through, I want to go all the way back to the beginning when the VSL was created and, and kind of how, you know, that grew into, you know, establishing yourself as a copywriter. Yeah, it was created primarily out of necessity and luck. I started in the fitness space, which I still am in, and I was just this guy who had gone through a heart attack and obesity and all this kind of stuff. And when I turned 40, I wrote a book, and next thing I know, I'm an, I'm an author. You know, so it was kind of a surprise thing. I was not a marketer. I was just a designer who happened to have a penchant for writing and and, yeah. and talking about fitness. And and my first book did really well because Tom Venuto was big in the fitness space at the time, and I think he still is, wrote the copy for it. And I remember the first time I got the sales page for it, it was 8,000 words long. And wow. I'm like, I'm like, oh, man. I'm like what the hell? <laughs> Who is this guy? I would like to meet him. Yeah, he look, He sounds really handsome too. Awesome, it's like complete like fabrication of reality. And he was like, "Well, just see if there's anything that's not true in there." Like, but there, I would not. I would not say it that way. It sounds mm-hmm. really, you know, ostentatious and really arrogant and all the all the things that everyone tells everybody else is too long. No one will ever mm-hmm. read it. And then when this thing hit, it's like he said, "You're going to make more money in three days than you've made all year." And I said, "There's just no way. That's just not going to happen." And I made more money in one day than I made all year. Wow. And I was making. I owned a company, so I was doing pretty well. I was like, "Okay." So I literally just gave the keys to the company to my VP at the time and walked out and and said, "Okay, I'm just done. I'm this is what I want to do." And so that's how I got into internet marketing. And so when I wrote my second book, I thought, "Okay, this is writing a book is hard. This is the easy part." Yeah, wrong. (laughs) 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 Wrong. (laughs) Writing the book was easy. The sales copy was hard. My first sales page converted at 0.3 percent. Okay, just a real winner. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand. The psychology of it. And I learned from going through music and getting two degrees in music. And I played professionally for a while, but never achieving what I wanted to do professionally mm-hmm. because I kept wanting to learn more and more and more and more. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to make that mistake with copywriting. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to just do this. I'm not going to study other people. I'm not going to wow. you know, figure this out. And so I'm just going to look at the letter that Tom wrote and see if I can get the ideas. And I'm just going to start trying stuff on my own. So complete like the Joe Perry from Aerosmith model of guitar playing. I'm not ever going to take a lesson compared to the other guy that took lessons. <laughs> yeah, from. you're kind of reverse engineering it. Yeah, and but I didn't look at anybody else. And so I just took my own ideas and fused it together, and it started getting a little better. And then one day I was I studied NLP in college. I was mm-hmm. very fascinated by that because I was a psychology minor. And so I started thinking about, like, a friend of mine, Mike Geary, sent me a guy who was doing PowerPoint slides. He goes, have you ever seen, like, a PowerPoint slide done as a sales page? I go, no. And so he sent it to me. It was literally a, a PowerPoint. He was, yeah. So I was like, well, this is just PowerPoint. It's got it, with the ugly background and, every, you know, the ones yeah. with all the lines on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh, there's, you know what? There's probably a better way of doing this. And I thought, and that went back to NLP. It's like, well, what if we could force everyone to read one sentence or one thought at a time? And so I put everything into just one slide. And then I thought, just for grins, I'm going to make the, the command terms red. I'm going to do some in, you know, embedded commands. Yeah. And that was the very first VSL. And it just killed it. 
Really? But what an interesting thing it made me do is it made me start thinking of compartmentalizing copy. So mm-hmm. in other words, rather than writing copy on a blank sheet of paper, well, if you're starting at a chunk at a time and getting a thought together and you have to complete that thought over maybe three or four slides versus this whole big blank sheet of paper, it forces you to think in a certain way. And that's what happened with video sales letters. And that's when I started writing more and more of them. And, you know, to be honest with you, uh, the ones I wrote for other people were more successful than the ones I wrote for myself. The mm. tr- truth about abs is still probably the, the most well-known mm. and it's still up there. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, that was the second one I wrote <laughs> yeah. for a ridiculously low amount of money. Now compared to today, <laughs> 20 grand. You know? Yeah. Like, oh boy. I was looking back at that going, that sounded like a lot of money at the time. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, it is a lot of money. I don't, I don't mean to sound like a, this is first world problem. So I'm saying in copywriting terms, mm-hmm. yeah. for a letter that's made probably $50, 60000000 million, that's not. Right. Yeah. Right. When you when you yeah. get down to the percentages. Right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So now I know why they make this thing called royalties, right? Yeah. Like, but yeah, that was the impetus for getting into copywriting. And, mm. and then from there, I just never studied anyone until probably a couple of years ago, three years ago, yeah. where I started looking at other people's life. I just didn't want to sound like anybody else. And to the point where it's like, I exhausted my own natural abilities. Now <laughs> yeah. I got to figure out what I'm doing wrong now. So I look at yeah. else's stuff. So. Do you think that played to your benefit a little bit? Not getting a bunch of ideas from other people at the start? Yeah, it did to me. Yeah. I, I mean, because it was a new model. And, and so I, I had the model down because I'd created it. But this whole thing is, just, is structure. It's all about like, is there a structure, a rhyme or reason to copy? And without removing the art of it, because I came from an artistic background, designer, musician. I mean, how much more art mm-hmm. can you get? You know, mm-hmm. I might as well just paint a big A on my head. So people <laughs> probably take the wrong idea. But, um, but there is an art to it. And Ryan and I had this conversation at dinner last night. There is an art to copywriting, but there's also a science. Mm-hmm. And we just tried to blend the two together. Mm-hmm. And that became my passion is to help people with words. Mm-hmm. I mean, how we talk to each other, how you and I, all three of us are talking to each other right now, is so imperative in life to be able to do this in, in, in person, we're looking at each other. So we can tell what our intentions are because we're looking, we, mm-hmm. we know there's nothing, you know, we can pretty much, okay, look, we're all smiling. Everybody's everybody's cool. Somebody's reading a sales page. They can't see you. Mm-hmm. If they're watching a video, it, it's, it, it can be even more impersonal because there's the lights and, you know, you don't look like yourself and all that stuff. So seeing slides and hearing a voice was just a way to make it Feel like that person can imagine who you are without seeing pictures of you, without being distracted by that. And hearing your voice is everything and hearing you, mm-hmm. how the words are spoken. So it became just a real passion of mine, how yeah. you communicate yeah. your message to the world. Would you say that was mm-hmm. like your first epiphany when you started creating and tweaking video sales letters? Or I think the first, <laughs> the first epiphany was that it was a way to say there's no way anyone's reading all 6,000 or 8,000 or 10. They're not. No one to this very day has read every word of a sales page unless you're a copyright. I don't think. <laughs> or you're really bored or really interested in something. I mean, uh-huh. So you're skipping, you're scanning and stuff like that. Well, you can't do that in a VSL. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So even if you just kind of glance off the page, you're still hearing somebody's voice. So you're right. getting every word of it. So that really, that was the, the first like aha moment for me uh, of doing that. And then there's a whole lot of psychology behind VSLs, why, why they work and why they still work. It's the most common question I get asked. Do VSLs still work? Everything still works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I never said sales pages didn't work. They, they all, everything works if you let it, but this just tends to work better in certain formats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that and the other big epiphany was how you say things. And I started getting 
a lot of gigs, which I didn't, I never planned on. I did a little radio in college. You know, I mean, I have a kind of a natural voice for it, but it was just for fun. It wasn't anything professional. And, and I started getting a lot of requests to do voiceover because my voices were on, was on the first like 10 BSLs because no one did them, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I, I started figuring out a rhythm to it. So that was the other thing, how you speak and the words that you, that you really want to enunciate clearly and, and how the cadence and all that. I want to get into the, the technical side of creating these things, mm-hmm. but you know, to kind of kick that off, what is a big mistake that a lot of marketers are making in the world of you know, copywriting, video sales letters, trying to actually go out and sell their products? Well, I'm going to be a little biased here if it's okay. okay. Of I, course. I, the biggest mistake is, is honestly is trying to do it on their own. Okay. That's the biggest mistake. So now, I'm not... I'm, I'm speaking on both sides of my mouth in, in one sense because that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And the odds of that succeeding are astronomically high. I, yeah. it, 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 if you want to go that route, knock yourself out. I did not sit down and go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a, a whole new medium that's going to be a multi-billion dollar industry and video. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just try this and see if it works because this sucks. Everything I was doing is terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it couldn't possibly be worse. So, so, so there is that whole desperation, mother of invention kind of thing. But when people start with a blank page, I call it blank page paralysis. It's like you mm-hmm. are, yeah. you're just looking at a blank, whether it's the blinking cursor of death that's mocking you. You know, we've all seen that. Um, yeah. You're starting with that and very few people are trained on how to clear their mind, on how to be present in the moment in general. Just take copywriting out of the question. How hard is it to be present in your day-to-day lives? Yeah. To be present with your, your family or your friends. And this is hard. Be present with copy is really hard. Yeah, and then to be in the character of someone that you're really not, because you're the the, big, the second biggest problem that the, the marketers make is they write as themselves. Hmm. If I can tell a little adjunct story, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's like when I did a lot of copy for hire, which I don't do a whole lot of anymore. I would write something, and somebody would come back, and invariably the comment would be like, "This doesn't sound like me." I go, "I know because you suck." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not supposed to sound like you. It, it, the problem is that you hiring me because how you write would it would it would sound <laughs> yeah, it would suck. So, mm. and I would say in a, in a humorous way, but kind of curt at the same time because yeah. that's the truth. So you try to write too much as yourself rather than there's the idealized you, and then there's the broken you. Now I talk about this a lot in copywriting training. Is you need to write from both perspectives. When I'm telling a story, I'm telling my nightmare story. I'm telling my before story. I'm not talking as my idealized self. I am talking as my broken self. I want people to hear the the lowest part of my of my being. When I'm talking in a pitch, if I'm in that voice state, uh, you'll you're, it's done. If I'm in a you know, oh gee, Willikers, why don't you just go ahead and take a chance? That's never going to work. <laughs> I'm in my Nietzschean Superman state when I'm pitching somebody. You know? I'm like, and and so you need to to be able to be able to access both of those states pretty effortlessly, and it's very hard to do. So so we're talking about. Like, that's why copywriters make a lot of money is they're able to do that. They're able to write in character. And it's just not a really good thing for marketers to be wanting to do, except to, to, to want to get better at something. Like, yes, to want to say, I want to be better at email copy or I want to be better at writing. You know, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. To say, I want to do this for myself. It's sort of like saying, you know, I want to know how to change my spark plugs, but and then why not go ahead and be a Formula One mechanic while I'm at it? I, I, yeah. th- this is such a... A disparate <laughs> two two things that you should focus on marketing your business and focus on being, on knowing your product, knowing your avatar, all that stuff, yeah. and and let copywriters do it for you. I mean, if, it, if it's been done for you, you're trying to reinvent the wheel, and then you can invent on top of that, right? Which is what I've had a lot of people do. I've had so many of my students make more money 
that I've made from BSS. I mean, tons. I mean, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing. My, I get testimonials like, yeah, I went through Accelerator. I made $50 million. I'm like, yeah. My gosh. <laughs> Congratulations. I wish I had something to yeah, say. I, right. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Not off my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Copy Pro because this is yep. pretty revolutionary. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, thank you. So Copy Pro, the genesis of this was Accelerator, which came out eight years ago, which was the VSL course. And the only reason we put software on top of it was to get people to go through it. I have this real passion for when people, I know it's crazy, but when people buy something, I actually want them to use it. (laughs) I've been tempted to say, I've said everything from like, if you don't use it, I will track you down, choke you out or something like, come (laughs) kidnap your dogs. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything I have to do to use it. Cause don't give me money if you're not going to use it. Mm -hmm. And I do it all the time, you know? So I can't be too hard on people because I've bought things and it sits on the desk, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, what if we made software to where all you have to do is like, just, I can put all my best copy in there and they can point and click and, you know, the slides will change and the next copy. So it's very rudimentary, you know, smart software that helped people go through the program. And the next request was, Hey, this is great. Can you do this for email? And I just would laugh. I'd like, no, because mm-hmm. <laughs> a VSL has a structure to it. Email right. is like a email An email has a structure to it. Mm-hmm. The next email has a structure to it. The next email has it. Well, well, how many emails are you going to send? Right. And so mm-hmm. I started thinking about this and over, over two years of thinking about it. I came up with this, this whole idea, which is syndicated copy. How can you make copy essentially as a machine would replicate it? where it doesn't sound like a machine replicated. Is that mm-hmm. possible? Mm-hmm. Are there stru- structures underneath even the most complicated sounding emails that you could break apart and with a little bit of effort, a little bit of available grease? Like I'm not a, I'm not one of those push button guy, you know, just, mm-hmm. no, no work at all. That's just not ever going to, everything I've done requires work. If you don't like it, you're in the wrong business. You know? <laughs> right. I grew up in a blue collar family, man. So you know, it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. dad worked on a railroad for 36 years. So. But yeah, just a little bit of work. And then you get this incredible output. And that became the genesis of, well, can we actually do this? Like, how do you say a, a normal sentence? Like, I'll give you guys a quiz here because okay. they don't know what, if anyone's listening. No, no one's, we haven't rehearsed this. So think of something you want to help somebody achieve and complete the sentence. I want to help you grow your business. I want to help you be a better human. Okay. Now, now listen to what they both said. I want to help you be, I want to help you grow. What are those two words? Verbs. Verbs. So I started listening to language and thinking, you know, as silly as this sounds, this is what everyone in, in every scripting tool, I use scripting, I'm using these big air, Austin Powers air quotes right now, <laughs> uh, because this is not a scripting tool. This is actually an intelligent software that's about to be tied into IBM Watson, which is really cool. Wow. Nice. But yeah, it's it's verb, pronoun, goal. Right. So no, that that's a very simplistic, but incredibly important part of a, any marketer's statement. So if I could get someone to think in those terms, if I could, if I could break down email into like, and when people break that rule, if I could just slightly rewrite the sentence to where it would be in that verb, pronoun, optional mm-hmm. pronoun, because we don't use pronouns for like Facebook stuff. So, but you get the idea. So, so that's, yeah. that's one little, what we call a field group okay. out of our 394 field group. Wow. And that you don't have to fill out all 394 unless you're a sadist. So, okay. <laughs> so you might use like 20 or 30 of them. But as you fill them out, the machine populates and starts asking you intelligent questions as you go along. 
Mm-hmm. It says, oh, hey, you know, you might want to fill this in. And it gives you a little, oh, you're missing this little topic thing here. So mm-hmm. What's a topic? And you can, you can click on the field and it pulls up. Here's a description. Here's all your little samples. And you can click a question mark and go, oh, I can watch a video on how to fill out a topic. What, what's this for? And once it fills it out once, it uses it over and over and over again. So before you know it, after, you know, a week or two of using this thing, click a button and wow, that email is almost all wholly written. And within a month of using it, you can click on whole sequences and they're written. So that is that became copyright, and that is actually intelligent software, and it's taken us through. It's the third year of our build now. And we're, yeah. We're in, we're in, yeah. Wow. So when I saw this, I said our copywriter is probably shaking in his boots. <laughs> but you said mm-hmm. that they there's something in it for them too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope this is cool to talk about it. So very few people know what we're about to talk about. In fact, it's it's really not been made that public. We, we came out with Email Copy Pro first. That's been three years now. And it, we sold it to a pretty, not limited, you know, 1,500 people. It, it just a te- is a good beta test. Yeah, know? of course. And just over years going, okay, this works, this doesn't. It, and biggest complaint we had in the first year is like, damn, this is hard. You know, this is really hard to fill out all this data. I'm like, well, yeah, it's not. You're talking about communicating over thousands of emails. You're not going to be able to fill out 10 fields and do that unless you want to sound like a robot. Yeah. And there are tools out there which will shall go unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, that do sound uh, that help. They're helpful, but they sound robotic if you use them more than one. And we wanted something that would be, you know, over the course of a marketer's lifetime. So. Mm-hmm. So then we figured out a way, oh, how can we make this easier and easier? And then we came up with what you're talking about here, which is what if we had a system to where we could train copywriters to come into our system, train them this language that we, it's basically another language. So we, yeah. we figured out the language of copy, if you okay. will. And so we broke it down into verb, pronoun, primary goal, only 380. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so we, we teach like, okay, what, what is it? So I can literally quote a whole sentence to you like I did with Ryan last night, you know, Today, niche and topic are two ultimate fears. And you know, I, I can talk in this, this language. It makes no sense unless you break it out into a copy program. Mm-hmm. And we teach someone how to write like that versus today, you know, email opens and, you know, blah, 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 are, uh, is a real concern. In fact, you might end up going broke online. Well, I just said the same thing in, in copy broke code, right? So we teach them this language. And then we had to build a whole back end to do this. So it took us a year to build that, 300,000 mm-hmm. lines of code. Mm-hmm. And and we've just opened it, and that's called Copy Pro Academy. And so we're te- we were able to teach copywriters to come in and teach them over 16 weeks how to to put their own copy in there and how to dissect the greatest campaigns, sales letters. We're talking sales letters, VSLs, webinars, anything. And they can dissect it and put it into the machine. And whenever our customers use it, the moment that they click that button, they're paid instantly. So imagine copywriters having a tool where they can put their own copy in or sequences. Let's say they got hired to write an email sequence, a 10 email thank you sequence or, or, or card abandonment sequence. Mm-hmm. And they wrote it and they've used it once. What if we could teach them how to syndicate it? Take the same idea and syndicate it all out. They could sell it a thousand times over. That's pretty And get paid instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So rather than be afraid of it, they can be inspired by it. Yeah. And our customers love it because they get copy that's less expensive. So, and they get it instantaneously. So, so I, I liken this to like, I, I took an Uber over here and what are the odds of anyone picking up the phone, calling a cab company? <laughs> Pretty low. <laughs> yeah. I would say like Pretty low. non-existent. Right? Yeah. They were there in one minute. She beat me to the front door. So we are the Uber version of hmm. copyright. That's what we're going to do. Hmm. So in other words, why on earth we're using existing assets, those Cars are existing assets, right? Yeah. 
And we're taking the existing assets, which are copywriters and the things that they've written. And this is especially true for agencies. Agencies need copy over and over and over again. And they have in-house copywriters that are just, I have to write another campaign sequence. I have to write yet another. <laughs> well, well, why don't you do it once in here and click a button and it'll rewrite itself. It's mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a different age, for a whole different niche. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And so that's, so it's a model for them. It's a model for agencies, which we have an agency price, which is much more expensive, but also a model for copywriters to come in and do this. And then for customers. So we have three different tiers. So yeah. that's that's uh, that's the future of copy as we see it. Not to be not to sound arrogant or anything. I do no. believe. I really do believe that um, when this hits market volume, it will be the same thing as Uber with uh, with apps. No one's going to. It, why you would you might still have copyright, you, and I want them. You know, my friends are you know, the Chris Dodds and John Carlton's of the world, and, and they're never going to. That's not meant to replace them. But why would you go? somewhere else to look for copy when like, well, there's like 20,000 different sequences in here. I can just narrow it down by keywords and, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's our goal. So. Yeah. How would you, you know, going back to, you know, kind of the beginning, how would you say that copywriting techniques have evolved over the years? And, and, you know, we talk about the future here about copywriting. Where do you see it moving in the future? be hard to say that it doesn't move this direction yeah i I mean it's hard i I try to step out of my own way as much as possible it's good to have hang out with ryan last night because he's good (laughs) good at getting you out of your own way Uh, (laughs) but uh but even he would probably agree with i can't see it going outside of a combination of human beings working with machines Mm -hmm. not and I made the mistake of mentioning artificial intelligence to Justin and, and <laughs> almost came to fisticuffs. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so when I say AI, I think AI is going to replace a lot of different things that are going on in our world today. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to replace human beings or the soul of human beings. Mm-hmm. So if you work together, if you work together with the machines, you know, you can, you can create a, a Skynet that's not going to crush the skulls of our, you know, <laughs> 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 that's what our goal is here. So, as far as copy goes, I see it going completely in that in that direction, and and yeah, it just has to be done in the right way. I I, yeah. I, I can't see it not going. I mean, if you look back at it and see what I mean, look look what ClickFunnels did with with pages, right? I mean, they took an idea that Lead Pages had, which was a great idea, and expounded upon it. Mm-hmm. And now there's not hardly any marketers that don't use some form of of a ClickFunnels type of application, um, and. There's just not one except for us for for copy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I see it going in that direction. But but hopefully with 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 intelligence and people working with machines versus machines telling you or writing for you. Yeah, that's a big difference. I, I love that because I feel like the topic of AI and automation gets confused a lot. You know, and just this idea that machines are coming to take our jobs or you know machines are coming to you know do all of the marketing for us. When in reality, it is that partnership that yeah. that tandem activity of using machines to help you create the ultimate hey dm listeners did you know that you can generate leads from instagram without using any landing pages or websites if you're not sure what i'm talking about instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the instagram inbox so this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated instagram messages and the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. 
Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Copy the ultimate product, whatever that may be. So it's just, it's refreshing to hear that because I feel like a lot of people talk down to AI and, and, you know, there are a lot of negatives to, you know, some of those buzzwords, but uh, putting it in perspective of, you know, where it's going and the right ways to use it, I think is, is such a positive thing. Oh man, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, And so if it happens, why don't we monitor it, regulate it? Make sure it's it's serving us rather than we're not going to become the serve the servants model of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, which is which can happen, and I think it can happen in certain industries for sure. Like self driving cars is a real serious threat to the truckers industry, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean that once that's there, it's you know that's there is a legitimate conversation to be had that AI can take over that part of uh, of industries. But as far as copywriting goes in marketing goes, I, I, I do believe it's going to be a, a conjunctive effort. And because of that, you know, we've built the technology that's already friendly for that. Yeah. Okay. At least just being built by copywriters and not by, <laughs> right. you know, some guys like, you know, with some marketer guy that doesn't anything going on recovery. I don't know. Anyone like <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know if, so from the start of your success in copywriting mm-hmm. to now, is there anything that was seen as kind of a best practice or, a correct phrasing that is now totally defunct, doesn't work, oh, man. isn't the way people buy? Uh, there's something that – I just had this conversation last weekend. I had a guy fly out, fly out from Israel to give a, a talk to – just came out for a day session with me. And he worked for a big compliance network that mm-hmm. was high up in Facebook. I'll put it that way. And he knows things in especially Israeli Facebook that, that you know, he just knows ways to get things – that you how how the algorithms have to hear things, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because he took my copywriting course and he said, you know, everything you're teaching is great for copywriting except when it comes down to Facebook. So, mm. for example, if I say in, in a Facebook headline or in a VSL driven by Facebook ad, lose your belly fat. Mm-hmm. Okay, something as innocuous as lose your belly fat, right? Burn mm-hmm. your belly. I could say something like burn burn your belly fat. So burn more belly fat. Even that is that's better for Facebook because I just took the personal your out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we know as copywriters mm-hmm. that, that I'm t- if I say if I'm saying a lot of use, it's your your brain's going yeah, feed me more on that you. So as far as face- Facebook is concerned, you want to depersonalize that, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing more depersonalized copy, which is why copy pro by the way has an optional pronoun so you don't have to put it in there mm-hmm. in case you're going to things like you you want to say right. and even then they're like oh burn body fat that could be like a negative self-image i'm like what <laughs> it's like yeah. negative self-image is like i mean i need to i don't it's like so but yeah everybody so it's way drifting in that direction mm. on for social media not mm. for that's not a copywriting tactic right. right the one thing i would say is from a copywriting thing that that's kind of evolved over the years it's not quite as is working as it used to work is you remember you used to see those really ugly banner ads that would yes. link at you right i okay. was gonna ask you something okay. about this oh, okay yeah. well yeah. but yeah t- okay. keep going no okay so you guys save that thought it's great <laughs> well we all remember I, at least i do i'm old enough to remember the how that was that, that was the de facto standard of things like and i would remember saying to myself why would any person click on that mm-hmm. and obviously lots of people clicked on that right? <laughs> um and so when I, now the, the litmus test is if I go, why would anyone do that? I should probably examine it more because it's, it's I'm missing something. But that type of language is really missing now from a lot of the ads. Even the clickbaity ads are less clickbaity now. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. less over the top than except in the crypto space. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's still pretty much managing. That. I think I don't think they they were around for the first phase of this, uh-uh. but. but uh, 
But yeah, so so the claims are less. And there is a leaning toward, which I really love, a leaning toward becoming more personally involved with somebody's success mm-hmm. versus saying it's a positioning statement, right? So I say, let's work at this together. It's so much more inclusive than if I say, I've got the answer, come over here. Mm-hmm. But as Ryan was talking last night, he goes, some people just need to hear, here's the answer, do this, even if it's true, but it's not exactly, it's, the, the real truth is tr- test this, and if that doesn't work, test something else, that, but they don't want to hear that. Right. right. So you say, just do this, and then they come back and go, okay, did that work? How did that work? And then you can slowly modulate it. So I see more and more uh, marketers and copywriters going in the direction of participation versus yeah. you know authority. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to mentioned the misspelling (laughs) it was a big trend i feel like a few years ago to purposely make an ugly ad or misspell something because it would catch attention but to you know to anybody else it felt like why would someone (laughs) trust to click on this but you know you don't ask why something I felt really weird during this this presentation because, I mean, he's talking to, it wasn't just me in the room, and half the things on there I had created, I had started. <laughs> I Literally, I'm not, because they were all from VSLs. And so no. Facebook's big, big thing was like, oh, we have to really crank down this VSL. So I started the, you couldn't pause the video and mm-hmm. took out all the video controls. I, we created the very first magic buy button. In fact, this was called the magic buy button. It's inside our, we give it to our, our users. So me and Ted, Ted, my programmer, coded that first magic buy button that I, you know, I was remembering, what if at the 29 minute mark, it came down, you know, that started with with me and not, this is saying this not to like make myself, you know, some like massive mountain of a guy or anything, but how many things I created that, that screwed things up. (laughs) (laughs) And like, now they're so down on, it's like, it's like, I thought taking out the controls was kind of a clever idea, but, (laughs) and it was, and it worked and it still converts better than anything, but, but, and I started the, I did the misspelling thing on the first headline. It was you. But I can't, I, it was not on purpose. I misspelled fat loss by accident <laughs> and it was in my headline it was spelled f-a-t-l-o-s and people would buy the book and they go oh but by the way you misspelled fat loss and i started How responding funny. back by yeah but what word did you notice hmm. and so i think people took me seriously did you I, split test that i did not split test that I'm curious. <laughs> I did not split test that. <laughs> but if it works it works <laughs> yeah yeah, and, yeah. My, and my friend roy had written the ad that is still you know one one weird tip for for fat loss and it was misspelled the same way and and that was the big we couldn't be now that we did split test that we split tested one weird tip for fat loss spelled correctly and incorrectly on ads i didn't mm-hmm. test it for my subject line and we could not beat it the misspelled wow. word beat it every wow single time. yeah huh yeah so uh, still hold true today uh, i don't know okay um, that was a couple of years ago were yeah. you the doctors hate this one Mm-mm. cool trick <laughs> <laughs> no no but um i think that's God, I want to say I know who that is, but I don't want to but I throw him under a bus. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if it works, it works. But it's it's funny that things that things that become so successful eventually become oversaturated and then kind of become something to laugh about and be silly about. Like, why yeah. did that work? Right, um, right. No. And then they kind of don't work because people are laughing at them. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. You know, it, it, everything becomes a little bit uh, uh, cliche after a time, and then you know becomes a little 
overused for sure. But but at the time, it does feel like a stroke of genius. I mean, you know, yeah. like uh, I, I I'm actually much more of a positive person. I'm not just people would never go, oh, you're such a negative person. But when I write copy, it's very dark. I mean, it's like this, this dark tends to sell mm-hmm. when it comes down to uh, coal traffic. The warm traffic, you mm. can, but but that's oh, you know, what's changing. That's actually slowly starting to change. Positive copy is starting to slowly outpull negative copy, even in cold mm. traffic. But I think that's because of the Facebook algorithm more than anything else, because they downplay oh. the, the negative copy. But I figured out a way to combine the two, because mm-hmm. we know that seventy five percent of motivation is fear. Mm-hmm. We you know we want to avoid pain more than we want to gain pleasure, which is really sad if you think about it. But <laughs> yeah. but it is the way that we're wired. And so, so a lot of times you say, warning, you know, you're going to get that attention is going to come right out, right? And so my, my new headlines have been combinations. CopyPro has, I think, about 20 of the, the top headline formulas written by Gary Benzavanga, John Carlton, you know, uh, some of the great headline writers. And these formulas that they've been very well known for, we've dissected the formulas, put them in CopyPro, and now you can just generate a thousand headlines just like that. <laughs> Woof. Crazy man, man. So, so, but I, I'm going to put the new one in here. But I, I, we have to figure out how to do it, and that's the combining super negative with super. We we have what's called push pull. Push pull yeah. is like you push is you, not something you want. Like you, here's a way to avoid this while getting this. It's yeah, all, that's really basic. Mm-hmm. But the more advanced version of this, my latest headline was: I may repent of this on my deathbed, but it cured my mother's pain. Wow. <laughs> So that's my favorite one. Uh, wow. Took wow. my mother's pain away. We, we changed it. took my mother's pain away. But I like cured my mother's pain, even though that makes no sense because the word cures in there. Yeah. But uh, those are, that's like, you know, black belt level. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, like all this dissection of like, uh-huh. like, but the whole repenting of what the hell that would you repent of? What on earth did you do? Like a voodoo witch curse or something? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, re- I, I wanted wow. to, I wanted, yeah. So I wanted to read. So for, it's for, uh, it's for a CBD oil that I'm. Oh, part owner in and so uh, and, and, and I took it I not to get on CBD oil I, I could never do anything related to cannabis uh, just because just I, my body does not like that at all mm-hmm. and my friend said oh no just try this. so I was really hesitant every time I've I've never tried this it was like nah you know yeah. <laughs> not my thing not <laughs> my thing at all man just not, not my thing I wish it was it's a lot less calories than alcohol but yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, and for a fitness guy it's kind of important but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, oh my god he he synthesized this stuff and. It's just freaking incredible. Hmm. And I'd never take it. I, I took it within two weeks. I mean, I had like, like I had chronic low back pain all the time from training all these years. And it's like, it's gone. Wow. Like, wow. Well, <laughs> so I just, awesome. I just said, I'm writing this letter for you. And so, so it was like the only one of the few things I did. But so, yeah, that, the point is, is that you can combine negative dark elements into pot and, and twist them into using a push pull format. Now, granted, that's a really convoluted one but yeah. you can do the same thing and facebook is going to be in cold traffic is going to be more more friendly to that mm-hmm. and you can see that with some john carlton headlines you know you can mm-hmm. see that with like his golfer headlines tend mm-hmm. to there some of them are really positive but they've got some dark elements in it yeah. too it's coffee with sugar in it yeah, it's <laughs> coffee with sugar in it yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna play devil's advocate and say that Please. some marketers out there may be like ah, copywriting's not what I do. I don't need to really learn copywriting. I, you know, I, I live in my niche of, of the marketing world over here. You know, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe you're a data guy, maybe you're in the analytics or maybe you're working on, you know, content, for example. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say to those people? What is the benefit of learning copywriting just as, as a marketer as a whole? I'll take the, the content one. That was the lowest taking fruit. that we can come back to the harder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would ask that person, what's the best article you ever read? I guarantee you the very first things out of their mouth is going to be something related to copy. <laughs> it's going to be something like, 
oh god, there was this article on subject lines. Like, what what specifically about subject lines? Oh, the th- the words that you should never use. Oh, really? Hmm. Words you should never use in a subject. It sounds something like a copywriter would write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so I'm I'm just wondering if that might have something to do with the reason that you read the article. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or read the content, and people are like, oh, "I'm just a content writer." Great. You know what? There's great content. There's Game of Thrones seasons one through four. Oh my goodness! And then there's really bad <laughs> you're content. Bringing, <laughs> you're bringing it there. This has been an off, like an yes. office topic of discussion. Oh man, it's everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, all most writers. I mean, I follow some writers on YouTube, and they're just <laughs> aghast at this this latest season. But but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is for I'm coming from a from I don't like very many I'm not a fantasy guy I'm not a, I'm not a nerd so uh, but I, I freaking love Game of Thrones for the writing it's just brilliant yeah uh, and um and, and I thought the show writing was really really great but the point is is that 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 you're engaged in stories and you look back and you watch what got you into those stories and some of them were just open loops and. You know, mm-hmm. just great. Like, I mean, the ways that that they would set up their characters. Uh, so, all of that is forms of copy. It, it, where you're telling a story inside content, if you're telling a story, especially inside email, mm-hmm. and, and marketers are going, "Oh, you know, I don't, I don't. I've never met a marketer that's successful that said I don't need to learn copy." I, in fact, I, I will make a blanket statement if I can. I've literally never met a successful marketer that did not say copywriting was the most important tool for them to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not one. Ryan would tell you the same thing. Yeah, yeah I guarantee. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I've heard him say it. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, you know, case in point. I mean, I'm pointing, I'm pointing this way. Ryan's not over there, <laughs> and it's interesting because 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 Ryan said last night because the most powerful things we do is still email. So 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 we're talking about really basic, you know, down nuts and bolts kind of thing, and that does not diminish um, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. All right, it doesn't diminish, but it, but if you think about it, like how are you going to get this message out if you don't have digital marketers audience? If you're mm-hmm. a guy that's struggling to get, you know, a hundred views on his videos, how are you going to get to a thousand? What's you, you're not going to make a magical video that's going to say, "Here's my video title," "Here's my video title too." That that second one's not going to get a thousand, triple the views. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. So, so unless you know some magical viral thing happens, which can happen, right? But so you can boost that almost instantly simply by knowing the most important video you'll ever watch, and that's been used a million times, right? But that's better than video number three. Mm-hmm. So, so the most basic copywriting things can be used in anyone's business, whether you're a dentist or a chiropractor. or In fact, I would say especially if you're a dentist or a chiropractor, because every chiropractor email that I ever get is the most boring, awful thing ever <laughs> in, until we can work with one chiropractor. And I, I said, just, just put this one thing, just one thing and say, I will do one move on you. It takes less than 30 seconds. And if you don't feel at least 50% better, I won't charge you anything. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think would come into your office? A lot. He's like, well, what do you mean one thing? I go, what, what's the one thing that you do more often than anything else? He goes, well, I'll do this. Well, just do that. Uh, all you're do- is, is, They don't think about renaming what they already do. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk, if I can segue into this. So our terminology for unique mechanism is called primary solution. Mm-hmm. So inside Copy Pro, we force people to come up with their own primary solutions. So mm-hmm. we force you to do a little bit of homework. <laughs> so in other words, what's one thing that you can say that is a way of saying, you know what, you think that this may work or this will this work, but there's one thing that we've seen that will work better than anything else, and it's called blank. I call it blank. Experts are referring to it as blank. So if experts are referring to it as calorie counting, doesn't sound good. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
experts are referring to it as you know, cyclical calorie macronutrientism. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that, so, so the, now, you're, now you're getting into the, into some interesting stuff. So, uh, and I got the the technique is nothing new. Budweiser beer used it in the 70s. Hmm. They started saying Beechwood aged for that special flavor. Well, all beer is Beechwood. They just renamed it. Right. They named it something. It's like yeah. that, that was like, if, if I remember correctly. And please, no one, you know, no one. <laughs> I'm not a big beer drinker, so I'm a wine guy. But I think it's the same barrels that they put beer in that everyone else is putting beer in and they just came up with that term yeah so they, they were using beech wood as in the barrels as far as i know they stuck it in there and they and so but most beers are and so they called it that so can you imagine miller we're beechwood age too mm-hmm. that's not gonna ever work right but the, the point is, is that that we get our customers to do primary solutions and when they get caught we do live training with them every two weeks so we say hey we can help you figure one out it's just two words right mm-hmm. but those two words for a chiropractor you know, if they called it spinal redefining or whatever, I mean, I'm making that up. That's kind of a silly one, but you get the idea. Yeah. That would say, we are the world's experts in spinal redefining. We're the only place in Austin that does spinal redefining. Mm-hmm. Next thing, now I'm going to hear people are going to be calling you guys up for spinal <laughs> <laughs> But that's the power of two words. So when two yeah. words made Budweiser beer over billions of dollars, two words, man, mm-hmm. that's primary solutions. Well, we have a primary cause as well. So you may think that the reason why your marketing is failing is because you blah, 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 you can't do this. But the real cause of it is X. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole idea, uh, Perry Belcher and I have had this conversation over years. You want your prospect to believe one thing, one new thing. If you say, look, there's nine things you need to know to make your marketing business work. That's probably true. Right? If you can say, there's nine things I could teach you to make your marketing business work. However, if I had to teach you one thing, just one thing, that would make the biggest difference in the world is one thing that's more important than any of those other nine. I've automatically got your attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what if I call it something? If I say, and that's called Facebook ad engagement. What, what if I call it something else? What if I call it, and that's called Media Zone. <laughs> and I just made this up on the Media Zone. Media Zone, I like it. It sounds uh-huh. like laser tag. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you curious? Do you want to know about Media Zone? Of course. It's the one thing that was. Well, no, so, so that's all that is. Yeah. Primary cause, primary solution, right? Um, so that's the things that make Copy Pro very distinctive because <laughs> that, that, that they're built into all, not every email, but virtually every email. Yeah. To where it's like eventually you're going to click on that button and fill out those two words, right? And then you will become the only person saying that. Yeah. So if there's 20,000 mm. people in the weight loss community who have that, there's only one possibly that could theoretically flip a coin, be more than one, but has, you know, cyclical macronutrients as a primary solution or mm-hmm. whatever the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get the idea. So yeah. Yeah. these are important concepts. And so that is the most important concept. Now I'm going back to my own. <laughs> the most important concept I could get across to some, as a marketer is uh, why, why do you need to copy? Because you need the one thing, the one problem and the one solution. And if you don't have that, and that's all copy. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, you've got 20 other people with the same answers. Yeah. yeah. And you have about 390 something of of those little things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a an activity oh. that I want to do. So, <laughs> oh, I used to great. I used to write for uh, an entertainment uh, publisher, thejive.com. And I had one one piece that I wrote that went bonkers, reached three to four million people. Wow. And I wanted to read the headline to see if there was some formula in there that I just wasn't even aware of that maybe made that more clickable. Okay, cool. So, grown-ups only summer camps reignite the kid in us all. 
Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's lots in there. Yeah. Uh, grown-ups only summer camps. Um, that reignite the kid in us all. Yeah. Okay. So you've got, there. there's a, do you mind if I get dark here? No. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. there, there's a very sexy push-pull here. Okay. Grown-up summer camps, I'm thinking, oh, hot girls. And- <laughs> 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 I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah those kind of camps. Uh, and oh, you're reading that, the kid in us all. It's like, oh, so that all of a sudden it goes from like, oh, this is really sexy to, oh, this is really friendly. Mm-hmm. That's So it's not push-pull technically, but it's, right. it's what, what I refer to, and I use this term all the time, is duality. Mm-hmm. So it, we're, we're talking about two spectrums of behavior, two spectrums of thinking, and you link those two things together. And it's just what you've done is you've opened a picture for a guy like me that's, you know, a single guy that's like, cool. (laughs) And a guy like, you know, Ryan that's got four kids is going, oh, awesome. Yeah, like some kids. So I get both, you're you're attacking both of those those audiences at the same time, which is that that's really, really, really good copy. And and now, if you want to read that again, notice the first word you used grown, mm-hmm. grown-ups. Grown-ups. So, so it's kind of interesting because self-identification, we talk a lot about this in, in Avatar. So like, let's say and you're in CopyPro and it says, you know, let's say that you printed what we call a, a niche and it's a blank and then you just print a blank template and it's got all the words except for the words that you need to fill out. Like we could say, hey, when it comes to avatars, I have a great solution for topic. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, and what would you click for avatars? You'd click a button and who's your avatar? Grown-ups. Okay, when it comes to grown-ups, mm-hmm. okay, okay. <laughs> I have a great solution for <laughs> summer camps, summer camps or recreation, recreation. So, so yeah, yes. And so we might. So I have a great, great solution for recreation. Okay, or summer for having vacation. fun. Mm-hmm. No, no, you know, I think if it was a goal, you could say verb mm-hmm. having fun, right? So, so you see how this is all breaking down, right? Yep, yep. But your avatar is kind of interesting. Grown-ups instead of men and women, instead of adults, instead of adults. Yeah. For grownups, as a grownup, you get this. It's a funny way of saying, like, we know we're all three grownups, right? Right. But if someone says, as a grownup, I'm looking, I'm, I'm kind of, it's <laughs> cheeky, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think you were unintentionally cheeky. Uh-huh. And that's like, oh, that's kind of cute, right? Yeah. But your brain, okay, so I'm recognizing this as a copywriter because I dissect copy. Of course. No one's thinking that when they're reading it. They, their subconscious is going cheeky, sexy, fun, click. <laughs> and they don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what's going on. Yeah. Right. It's funny because the original headline that I wrote was adults only. Oh. Yeah. And, and then I changed little, it back. To, that's that's even that's more toward this. Dark, yeah. yeah. That's, that's and that's why I changed it because I was like, this feels like the adults only section of HBO or something. Yeah. You know, I didn't, and I, right. that wasn't my intention. Yeah. Well, that, and it was clearly not your intention. Intention. And, and I, it took me, and I pulled it out even before. Before that, but, right, right, but, but that's what we're we were geared to do. We're, yeah. we're geared to yeah. think that. Way. But what I'm saying is, like, people will click on things, and there's a lot of really great headlines. I can go, oh my gosh, it's got this this either this sexual overtone or this or this uh, fun overtone or something that's embedded into mm-hmm. it. And I'm going, they're not seeing it, but that you know, you feel it when you. you yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a feeling kind of thing. So to avatars, like in grownups, great avatar, right? So when it comes to like I deal in, in fitness space, weight loss, so. Fitness enthusiasts. Okay. That is an avatar. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I should say this. This is a great le- a great lesson for, for anyone listening. Marketers, copywriters, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask somebody, hey, what's your avatar? They go, oh, men and women over 35 who like skiing. Hmm. <laughs> go, that's not an avatar. That's a demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is no one's going to relate to you being called that. So what would they want to be called? Um, older skiers? Nope. <laughs> attention uh, older skiers. skiers now if you were writing to people in their 70s and so but you know maybe 
you know, elderly skiers. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you would you would say like yeah, you would seasoned skiers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so how do you say avatars to make it sound really something okay? But they might just want to say skiers. So in in weight loss, you know, dieters, obviously. You're a dieter. Yep. Well, I started calling them fat burners, one word. Hey, fat burners, attention fat burners. Who wants to be a fat burner? Everyone raise their hand. No one goes, ah, not me. You know, unless they're, you know, anorexic or or really thin naturally, they don't yeah. care. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so but that's not my list, right? So, but everyone wants to be a fat burner, right? So 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 as opposed to a dieter, as opposed to a weight watcher, as opposed to, you know, saying so so and Ryan is brilliant at this. You know, digital marketers' very name is an avatar driven mm-hmm. by how you self-identify. Mm-hmm. So as you self-identify, if you could do it in a whimsical way, like <laughs> like I did with you know, fat burners, is somewhat whimsical, and also somewhat inspiring. I want to do that. So grownups is whimsical, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can almost tell that you added into that from adults. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a, getting into a whole. Grownups like is the only people that call grownups grownups are kids. kids. Yeah. So it puts so you back into that. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. so cool. Totally. I would say um, I love that. the other one, the the one we had done before with the like darkness, the little sweetness, that was coffee with sugar. I'd say this is like a warm brownie with ice cream on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Which sounds really good right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we ask the one question that we ask everybody? Yeah, on this let's podcast? do it. You want to do it? Yeah. All right. Ask if, the one question you've never asked anyone. Oh, oh no. man. <laughs> What is your deepest, darkest secret? <laughs> no, we've asked that a lot. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I, I would tell you, so that's, that's the problem. <laughs> if you, John Benson, had to go back to your 25-year-old self and give yourself one piece mm. of advice, what would you say? So two years ago. <laughs> uh, 25 years old. What would I say? Uh, <laughs> I would say two things. Number one, um, Whatever you do, avoid marrying your first wife. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Um, yeah. First of all, the number one thing is that the most important thing in the reason for life is the reason that you, that others, that you give others uh, and that you can impart to others for me. And so being focused more on that, on what's the purpose of life is, you know, what is, is to define your purpose is kind of mm-hmm. backwards and wait instead of waiting for something. Um, and to, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely tell him to settle down, to calm down, to breathe mm-hmm. things I do now, yeah. uh, it, I, without losing your passion, you know? Right. Yeah. I heard those kind of things in my twenties and thought boring, you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing all these adrenaline sports and, you know, doing tons of fighting and, and skydiving and you know, motocross and bodybuilding and all these adrenaline kind of things. And, and, um, and I just likened, you know, um, uh, mindfulness is something that, you know, is completely oh, yeah. boring. And, and, and so I would definitely suggest that because it could have saved me a lot of, a lot of health issues in the, the other thing is that the most important thing in the world is, is for me is that the purpose for everything is, is what I call epic love. So I would definitely push myself more into that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, cool. yeah, that would be it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank John, you so yeah, thank yeah. you so much for joining us here. Thank you. It's yeah. good to have you here in Austin. And uh, well, anytime you're you're back here in Austin, come and come and see us. Absolutely, love to. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You've been listening to the Digital Marketer Podcast. For more information, go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.
Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up. Because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.